Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing, the podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Oh! Deluxe Woo! edition. Deluxe edition of the podcast. <laughs> Deluxe Hopefully you guys edition. paid extra for it. Yeah. Get on the Patreon that we don't have yet. Uh, big episode today, but first things first, special, special guest on this. There's been a, a lot of requests for the return of a certain somebody. So I'm very glad to say we have Hot Mickey joining us again on the podcast today. Hot Mickey! What's up, what baby? What is up, everybody? <laughs> yes! Oh. <laughs> we're, we're, stoked to have, we're stoked to have Hot Mickey on. You know, he oh, was on our giddy. Ocarina of Time episode as a guest producer on that one, um, you know, longtime friend of ours, uh, huge into games. He's here to provide some awesome color and perspective of his. Um, and just a third voice, I think, uh, adds a little bit of a different dynamic to this this show. So I'm excited to have it. Yes, we're always trying to experiment over here at, uh, at TFP to see what sticks and what does. But we know Hot Mickey's going to stick, so we're not worried about I, that. But boys. Hot Mickey, wait, before we move on from that. Yes. First question. Hot Mickey, what's your favorite video game of all time? Oh, we've never asked him that. Oh, my, Can't my say favorite League. video game. It's not League. It's StarCraft 2. That is my oh, favorite video ooh, game. Ooh, that's time. good. Yeah. Okay. So you we were, got how about you give the, the people a little background, Mickey? You were very competitive in StarCraft 2, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I used, it used to be my go to game even before I started playing Smash. Like, because the game came out in 2010. I hard grind that until around like 2014, halfway through Heart of the Swarm, which is the ex the first expansion mm -hmm. for StarCraft II. And I peaked about Masters Top 8 and was taking <sighs> games off of uh, Grandmaster players. Jeez. <laughs> the mad man. That's insane. So Mickey is our sort of competitive gamer voice on this pod. Very yes. detail-oriented guy. Highest APM of anybody in this uh, recording right now, which... Um, <laughs> We, which is a perspective that we need because uh, sometimes we're not we're not that great at video games on on things for playing, but um, audience knows that, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, man, there's been some crazy news that have has kind of come up out of nowhere. I know. Uh, you want to go, Matt? Yeah, I got a few updates. First off, I gotta say, everyone, the cyberpunk anime. Oh my god. I need to watch that. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I got to say, I have been so incredibly pleasantly surprised with it. When I first saw the trailers for it, I was just thinking this is going to be a cash, not a cash grab because it's Netflix, but this is just something that they're throwing in there just because they can and they have I, the IP to work with, but it's not going to be very thoughtful or very good. But I was so blown away. The characters are good. It tells, I think, a beautiful story. Um, oh, beautiful. It tells a great story, really incredible soundtrack and beautiful, beautiful animation. Just absolutely blown away. It's made by the studio that did kill a kill for those that are familiar with that. Ooh. Um, mm. and it also kind of looks like Gru and Lagan, which I discovered is because the director on it is, was the director for Guru and Lagan. Um, okay. I, I so, love everything that you're saying right now. Yeah. So yeah, highly big, big fan of those two animes. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend checking it out. Cyberpunk edge runners. Just, so good. And the soundtrack. Oh my gosh. There's, I've had one song from the soundtrack on repeat since I finished the show. It just, it plays that at a very emotional point. And like, as I'm like, I've been like, just listening to this on repeat half the day. I'm like, just, so close to crying like I'll, i would just take one like one punch and then i'm done it's just oh, <laughs> so good and then it also has gotten me back into the game i started a new save file 
I am playing on my PS5 this time because my PC it was really pushing it to its limits when I played it the first time. So playing on the PS5, um, doing the game trial, but probably just going to end up buying a fucking other copy on that. Um, so that's fun. But yeah, really, really up on Cyberpunk right now. And I think they fixed a lot of the issues with it previously. So that's awesome. And yeah, just a big week for that. And I just got to share, boys, because I'm really, really proud of this one. At the climbing gym yesterday, mm-hmm. I finally talked to my climbing gym crush. All right. Let's fucking go. This was big. <laughs> I was on a fucking high yesterday. I was climbing really good. Got this girl's name. Oh, so excited. So such, right. such a lovely day. <laughs> it's been a good week for you. Been it's productive. Been That's good to hear. It's good yeah. to hear. Um, one one comment I do have on um, uh, Edge Edge Runner, right? That's the name. Of it. Edge, Edge Runner, Runners. Edge yeah. Runners. Yeah. Believe it. Uh, there was a. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it, um, Matt or, or Hot Mickey. You might have seen it, but there was like a, a admin post, a moderator post on the gaming subreddit, uh, just like the generic gaming subreddit, and it said like, any hentai posted of Edge Runners will get you instantly banned. So there's an issue of people posting yeah. really inappropriate things immediately after Edge Runners comes That's out. Not surprising. And it's just like, wow, okay, another uh, another gamers or trash moment kind of. Oh, one more out. thing to add on to that too. I think the goal of Edge Runners was also just to re-engage people into the game itself because they also announced DLC recently. And man, is it working. Like I'm playing it again and I saw a tweet somewhere in the ether that just like these past weeks since Edge Runners have has released has been I'm the seeing. highest that Cyberpunk has been played since release. Dude, yeah. dude yeah. like I've been like seeing like so many tweets saying people, people like trying to argue that Cyberpunk wasn't that bad of a game ever since Edge Runners came out. <laughs> no, Edge, I, did because, yeah, hindsight. I did give it an eight. I like it. <laughs> people are like going back and correcting their opinion exactly. on the game. Yeah, I, I gave it the six, I, I believe at the time. Um, I, a game I think can it, be good. Or a game can be bad and you can still like it. You know, those aren't I, mutually exclusive. Yeah. I think for me, it was bad and I didn't like it. But yeah. if people can go back and listen to our episode back then. Because I, I found more issues with the game that were beyond just the brokenness of it, which objectively it was broken when it came out. I don't care oh, what for sure. Says. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode. Yeah, you all should go back and listen to it. Another thing I wanted to talk about that happened this week was probably one of the biggest leaks in terms of monetary oh, value yeah. that there's like ever been, I think like it's really FBI been overlooked. involved. Oh, really? I, yeah. no, I was unaware that the oh, FBI I, got involved. I didn't know the FBI was involved either. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, just so for those of you that that didn't uh, hear about it, um, Grand Theft Auto 6 has been rumored to be in development for quite a, quite a little while now, maybe a couple years. And there was a massive leak of in development content for Grand Theft Auto 6, which included confirmation of a female protagonist, um, some shoot new shooting mechanics, animations, and things like that. The the footage that I saw, um, at least on the uh, main kind of Reddit post that had come out, was really like extremely rudimentary, like coded development stuff. I mean, just like a level, animations, like coordinates. I mean, it, it did not look like a video game. It really looked like no. a testing room type Very of thing. Very clearly a play test. Uh, yeah, e exactly. Which is weird to see that kind of stuff because we often don't see those kinds of things as gamers. Um, so obviously it does kind of, uh, you know, show a product that is not finished. It does do a lot of, it, it, it's just not a good look for anybody really. And I mean, if you think about it, I it, it just could be one of the biggest leaks in terms of monetary like property like 
in, I, I can think of, honestly. I mean, yeah. Grand Theft Auto V is one of the most expensive games ever created, ever budgeted at $265 million. I mean, that's like two thirds of what it costs to produce Avengers Endgame, right? And you have to assume that Grand Theft Auto VI is going to be like, Massive, right? Bigger than that. Maybe, you know, maybe about double the size. So maybe half a billion dollars in development costs over the entirety of Grand Theft Auto 6, right? And here we are seeing like footage which can cost the, the company, which can cost Rockstar like, you know, money in terms of hype, sales, marketing, all that kind of stuff. I mean, a leak is not like it kills a lot of momentum and it kills sort of marketing strategies for these companies. And um, you know, not condoning it at all. In fact, disavowing the leak um, on this podcast for sure. And, uh, you know, there's been official statements that were released by the studio and it's just been a whirlwind of a news cycle. Um, like Matt said, I guess the FBI is involved now uh, and we'll see how things shake out. But I, I really do foresee somebody getting arrested, um, yeah. like getting taken to trial over this sort of thing. It is not not light at all. Yeah. And it's a shame, too, whenever... I'm pretty sympathetic to leaks because at the very short time that I did work at Blizzard, it was extremely emphasized like, <laughs> if you fuck us with a leak, we will end your, like, your career's done. Like, you're blocked yeah. from gaming forever. <laughs> um, and it's just a shame because, you know, while obviously, like, it's cool for fans, but for the developers that are, you know, there's a reason they're not showing you the game yet. You know, it's not ready mm -hmm. to be shown. You know, it's, it's a play test, right? Or it's a pre 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 alpha probably in this case for gta so it's a bummer when these things get shown before the product's ready to be shown in the way that in a manner that the devs want it to be presented yeah exactly exactly and i mean i know i don't think we've really talked about leaks i think game leaks might be a, actually a pretty interesting episode yeah. to talk about like famous game leaks or something but you know leaks it's like as as creatives or artists or you know um just people in the industry they they don't want to show a product until it's finished until it looks mm -hmm. good, until it looks presentable, you know, and um, it's disappointing to see work that goes out there that's really, really in the early stages of development. And you got to know there's a dev out there that's already put in thousands of hours on yep. some sort of character animation and then people see it and it, it doesn't look good or it's just not finished. It's just not a good feeling. You know, it's interesting to look at. But, you know, there's a human being whose work is being sort of um, like critiqued and, you know, seen in, in an unfinished state. So. You gotta like imagine it. if you saw the Mona Lisa a day into the painting, you'd be like, the fuck is this? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a Salvador Dali yes. thing, right? Be like, yeah. What is this? Yeah. yeah. Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be the Mona Lisa of uh, video games, confirmed by Matt. So <laughs> I was listening to a Donkey video just talking about the leak, and it's pretty funny how, because I mean, this game, GTA 5, has been the Grand Theft Auto literally since I was in high school, which would have been, I mean, that came out years. in like 2012 or 2013, something like that. Um, yeah, like 10 the, years, I think. A whole generation of gamers has grown up just thinking, like, oh, Grand Theft Auto V is Grand Theft Auto, not Grand Theft Auto IV, not Vice City, not San Andreas. Nine years Grand ago is released. Five. Yeah, Nine years. it's just bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Can't believe it's happening, though, that we're getting another <laughs> one. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, all right, let's let's uh, let's dive into today's topic right now. Uh Oh man, this is this has been one that's kind of been on my mind for a little while. Um, deluxe editions, collectors editions, game of the year editions. Um, basically, the deluxe version of a video game that you're purchasing, right? Um, 
you know, they've become more and more commonplace over time, you know, where you used to get sort of a big AAA game gets a deluxe edition. Now, almost every game that you see kind of has its version of a deluxe edition, collector's edition or something like that. Um, we, we talked recently about how the price of games has really been stuck at the $60 benchmark for a really long time. And, you know, video game companies have found ways to offset that cost using things like DLC, um, you know, locking certain features behind certain paywalls for video games, paying to unlock characters, free to play with subscription models, etc. And deluxe editions are sort of another sort of symptom of that mentality. It's, you know, buying a base $60 game and then having a deluxe edition like sort of on top of that to really recoup a lot of the cost of de developing that game. So deluxe editions have really become a standard with game design and development. In some cases, game development, you know, there's like an 80% of a game that is completed and then the rest is hidden behind a deluxe edition and or DLC that may come out later. Yep. So um, oftentimes studios now are wrapping up future updates into a deluxe edition and doubling the price, maybe including some sort of collectible art book, really cool packaging, um, as with the case with a lot of collector's editions. Um, and it makes perfect sense, you know, in sort of this era of fandom that we really have, you know, for example, Blizzard, you know, a lot of World of Warcraft fans are out there and there is a Dragonflight Deluxe Edition, which is the new um, World of Warcraft expansion coming out, which coming in at a whopping $130. So over double the amount of a regular standard AAA game. Um, obviously includes some collectibles and an art book. But if you're a Blizzard fan, if you are a World of Warcraft fan, this is like, you're going to buy that edition, right? So you, you often see it with like franchise Call of Duty, always has its deluxe edition basically every year, which we're going to go into a little bit. Um, you know, you're going to see deluxe editions of Grand Theft Auto 6 when that's coming out, right? Because there's a lot of Grand Theft Auto fans out there. Um, obviously, Hogwarts Legacy is getting a ridiculous deluxe edition, uh, collector's edition that they have. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I'm, I'm personally contemplating the Hogwarts game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask. So, um, you know, Matt and, and Hot Mickey, have you guys ever bought a collector's edition, deluxe edition, game of the year edition? Matt, you want, you want to tell us first? I've bought Game of the Years before, but more so just by virtue of I buy the game three years late and the Game of the Year edition is just like what's available. <laughs> the best edition, um, really. But I think mainly what we're talking about here for context for everyone, because obviously a game wouldn't come out as Game of the Year edition, right? Uh, really, we're talking about just anything that's a step up from the uh, from the standard edition upon release, whether that's you know, sometimes there's tiers, you know, there might be a deluxe edition and a collector's edition and like so on and so forth. But I can't remember a time I've ever bought a deluxe edition. Um, I will say I went out of my way to buy the Blu-ray of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame each when they both came out. Um, I don't know if that was a deluxe edition, but it came in a really nice case. <laughs> oh, nice. But as far as video games, I actually, I haven't. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm a cheapskate. I've been a cheapskate most of my life when it comes to games. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go into what, I'll go into what I've bought. Um, but what about you, Hot Mickey? You bought any collector's edition, deluxe editions in the past? I have bought three off the top of my head. One, uh, The very first one I bought was StarCraft II's. Uh, the, I think I've, well, technically I've bought three, uh, three from that series because I've bought the collector's edition from each one because I love the series so much, but I just lumped that all into one. Uh, I've bought Icon's Combat Arena. They had a Founders Pack. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Founders yeah. packs. That's another one we left uh, out there. And yeah. then I just recently bought the multiverses. Uh, okay. Nice. Premium the, founders the premium pack. Founders pack. Yeah. 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 I will gotcha. say as well. I didn't buy it, but a Christmas gift I got one year was a uh, Mario Kart version of the DS. Nintendo D- not DS Lite, okay. mind you. Just Nintendo DS. Not 3DS, not 2DS. Just vintage Nintendo <laughs> DS. Really, <laughs> nice. really That's showing dope. our age. That's yeah. dope. Uh, I bought a uh, Wii U. <laughs> God, I just just saying I bought a Wii U just hurts. Um, I actually bought the <laughs> Zelda. I actually bought the Zelda Wind Waker Wii U, um, which came out. I, I, I don't even know if it came out the same year that the Wii U came out, but it was probably the worst it's probably the worst thing I could have ever bought. It's just, it was a Wii U with like just really lame decals on the Wii U tablet controller with Wind Waker HD uh, and a digital copy of Hyrule Historia, uh, the official like Zelda game timeline book. And it wasn't, it was a digital only copy that was on the Wii U. So in order to read it, you actually had to boot up the Wii U and read it like on the, either the TV so or your ridiculous. Wii U tablet oh controller. God. So I couldn't even read it like on my computer at the time or like on my phone. And it, it was just the worst. It was just the, like, I, I wanted a Wii U. It was the only one they had. And Zelda Wind Waker HD is great, but man, that, it just well, it was not worth the, what, what, whatever the console was at the time, 400 bucks or what have you. So that's my deluxe console story. That's the only one I can think of that I've bought. Um, and really it was just not, the collectible in there was just not on par with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about right now. Um, but yeah, there's, there's my story. Uh, what we thought would be fun for this edition here was, uh, we're going to be going down, uh, kind of the line with sort of deluxe edition collector's editions that we found that we thought were really interesting or just really strange <laughs> and, uh, ask Mickey what he thought about it as his, uh, sort of inaugural, or I guess second time on this show as a guest. And, uh, we're going to start off with the dying light, my apocalypse edition, uh, Matt, you want to you want to talk about this one a little bit? This is a this is an insane collector's edition. Oh god, it's it's pretty silly. <laughs> so, the Dying Light My Apocalypse edition comes with several several features, um, and this is a yeah. I mean, I'm just blown away. So, to get into it, it comes with you get to have your face in the game. So, like as I understand it, a zombified version of your face on one of these zombie um, art archetypes called a night hunter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you get to see a rotten version of literally a rotten <laughs> version of your face in the game. That's cool. I guess um, you get a human sized volatile figurine. Um, you <laughs> human get sized. Yes. You get a zombie survival parkour lessons. You get four because you need four. <laughs> so I'm just the more I read it, just the more ridiculous it gets. You get four signed still copies of um, Dying Light on the Xbox One, two Razer Tiamat headphones because you need two. You get branded night vision goggles and adult this diapers. Adult for diapers. Dying that Light's is right. Time gameplay. Um, and you get a round trip to Techland um, where you can go in Poland, where you can go and play with the devs, the game, but perhaps the most important part of this is you get a real life 
custom built zombie proof shelter. This isn't right. an, this isn't an in game shelter. This is an real life, you know, in I guess the the Poland the Polish wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> custom built zombie proof shelter provided by a company called Tiger Log Cabins, and you get all this for the ripe price of, I believe that is two hundred and fifty thousand euros. Yeah, which is $386,000 US uh, at the time. Uh, Things have probably changed in the last few years on that one. But um, yeah, this was a 2015, early 2015 package that was sort of talked about or released. Um, It is absolutely insane. I mean, $386,000 for a zombie proof house, giant figurine, like tour of the facility, zombie like parkour lessons and things like that. Um, it's sort of, it's not even the most ridiculous deluxe edition we're going to go over today, but um, worth mentioning just to show the scale of where we got to, right? I just talked about my Wii U, like Zelda Wind Waker Wii U. Mickey bought, you know, something that came with an art book. This comes with a f- zombie proof, zombie proof log cabin house. So hot, hot Mickey, what, how are we feeling about that one? Would you, would you buy this? Dude, like I, you were reading off what was in here and like this is before I even saw the price. And I was like, oh, these sounds like pretty sounds pretty common. Then these are like four copies of the game. Like, oh, I, that seems a bit ridiculous. And then uh, I opened up the page and then I saw the price before he got that. I was like, holy shit. That's yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, did anyone that... actually even buy this? I think some people there bought must it. Be some, yeah. Yeah. Now, the the confusing thing is there are there I mean, again, this isn't we're going to go into another ridiculous one here in a second, but um, you know, some of this can become like PR for the company, right? Like somebody flies out to the developer, they take pictures with the developer, they maybe post it. I mean, this is the type of edition that's for like a whale, just like a really really wealthy gamer that has a big house that collects stuff like this, that wants the big I mean, nobody no regular everyday person has room for a life-size zombie figurine on their property. Well, I so, think it's I think it's intended for the the log cabin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, for you can't go in there because it's a zombie-proof house. Well, to even deter anyone else from coming. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, but you know, I think what it turns into is just an interesting headline, right? Like we're talking about it today. It was talked about at the time. And uh, somebody probably bought it. Um, it's just we, we, you know, don't see who bought it or, you know, the, the person that bought it is probably just some some rich person that was able to just afford it and do their thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, hot Mickey. Would you kindly tell us, is this collector's edition hot or not? Um, well, the actual stuff in it is pretty hot. Like to have <laughs> actually have some of that stuff would be so sick. But <laughs> who the hell is trying to spend through over three hundred fifty thousand dollars? I need a definitive hot or not? It's not hot. No, it's not. It's not. All right, it's good. Completely ridiculous to sell with a game. Okay, hot Mickey has spoken. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a curveball your way for the next one. All right, we got Mortal Kombat 11 Collector's Edition. Okay, Mickey, we got a exclusive skins, which are really sick. Yeah. A scorpion, a real life scorpion helmet that you can wear and something I want to get your solid opinion on, which I think is a big point I want to bring up in this episode, early access to fighters before they come out. So, you know, this is a typical fighting game, deluxe edition, collector's edition sort of technique these days. Um, And 
it's basically the idea where if you have a multiplayer game and you have fighters or content that's going to be released at a later date, maybe you're releasing a map pack. If somebody buys the collectors or deluxe edition, you may release that content to those people a little bit earlier, maybe a couple weeks. Uh, you know, sometimes it could be up to a month, 30 days or something like that. Um, very interesting thing, phenomenon that's been going on. Uh, how, how are we feeling about that sort of thing? Uh, Matt, Matt, let's hear your opinion first on that one. I don't, so this is interesting because for example, the Hogwarts game, you can get early access with it. If you get the deluxe or the collector's edition, mm -hmm. which I don't mind that personally because that's a single player game. You know, there's not going to be any inherent competitive aspect uh, that I know of, at least to that game with something like Mortal Kombat, where, you know, I mean, that's a, there's a competitive circuit for that game. And obviously there's going to be constant patches and a certain play style with the character could feasibly change from day one to day 90. Right. However, in any competitive aspect in any game that is competitive, I find it incredibly problematic, incredibly problematic to give anyone early access, unless that is everyone that's granted early access. For example, the Valorant open beta was early access for everyone if you wanted to get in on it. That is not the case for the collector's edition where you get early access to certain fighters. Yeah, yeah. Hot, Hot Mickey, what do, you, what do you think about it? I actually disagree. I Well, I don't like the concept of early access or at least putting a paywall behind it because mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, that early time is completely irrelevant because say like a year or two down the line after that character's released, like that one extra week or two extra weeks with that character is insignificant to the longevity of the game. But hear me uh, out here, Mickey, hear me out, hear me out. Let's say, you know, there, like hypothetically, there was a game called multiverses that came out relatively recently. <laughs> And hypothetically, there was very shortly after release a very large tournament held on the site at Evo with a very significant. I, I was actually going to pool. bring this bring <laughs> this as an example because Multiverses did have an early access about a week before, uh, like it started like the at big the, July nineteenth, and then Evo that was a thousand dollar prize yeah, pool then, tournament. Yeah, and then Evo happened like the first weekend of August. That and wasn't behind a paywall, though, was it? That was, was not behind like, a paywall. If like, if you were in the playtest before, you got put in. So no paywall. And then uh, this is also why, like, I just don't like the idea. Uh, like, you can do the idea of early access stuff. Because typically in competitive games, uh, specifically when it comes to tournaments, companies or, like, tournaments will lock a cake or ban a character or extra content. Like, if it was released in the last, like, two, three weeks... So to like stop these competitive advantages, Multiverse did the same right. thing. You weren't allowed to play as Iron Giant, which released in the early access and wasn't in the previous play test. And you couldn't play as LeBron either. <laughs> the sentence you couldn't play as LeBron either <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking It's fucking great. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I think I, I see both your points. I really do agree like with both aspects. I think on principle, early access to content is like a really slippery slope that we can be on, right? I mean, it's like, it, it's easy enough when, because I, I remember the StarCraft II Wings of Liberty, um, which is on our list here. Uh, Hot Mickey, you, you brought up that you had ordered the deluxe edition of StarCraft II. Yeah. I remember that when you pre-ordered that, you were actually able to get the beta for the game for that. And you 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 did the pre-order, 
it wasn't a lot. You can only you could put like five bucks down at GameStop. I remember doing that when I was like a sophomore or junior in high school, whenever it was coming out. I did and, do that, but I also got in the beta before I had to do that. Okay, okay, okay. So I mean, I think for certain things where it's kind of just like, okay, we get early access to the game. It's a beta. We kind of want our video game developers to put out like betas in the first place on principle as well so that they can balance their game, have a really solid version of it coming out, test the waters, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, imagine if it becomes like, hey, if you pay, if you buy the deluxe edition of you know, World of Warcraft Dragonflight, which is coming out, you get to level before everybody else, right? We're only a few steps away from that. I, I don't think, I know I'm like crying like but not crying wolf here, but giving the slippery slope fallacy a little bit. But I do think that there is going to be like levels of people are going to pay more and get more access to stuff. And, you know, like when it comes to streaming or content creation or reviews and things like that, it's just going to create like a really unfair landscape for people that just simply don't have the money. Right. So I think on principle, I really disagree with like early access to content through like monetary means, but I do understand the need for it from a lot of different perspectives. And at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, we just have to like ban a character from a tournament for a fighting game because the character, although it got released last week, everybody's already grinded it out for like two months because they paid yeah. for the deluxe edition, right? So it just becomes like, un now some some nerd is like, hey, what the, f why does he get to play that character? <laughs> now we have to br have a bracket without that character. And it just, it gets a little confusing. I, I um, actually had something like that happen in a online multiverses tournament. It's actually so funny. It was like, what uh, it was advertised as the Evo prep, but Iron Giant was legal in this tournament. And Iron so Giant people were complaining. <laughs> yeah, I assume. So Iron Giant was like terrorizing the bracket. It was like, this isn't even going to be at Evo. Why is Iron Giant allowed? <laughs> there you go. See, weird, weird uh, world we're living in with those deluxe editions and early access to content and stuff. Um, all right, moving on to the next one. Uh, Mickey, you're going to love this one. All right. We got the legendary, ridiculous Saints Row 4 Super Deluxe Wad Wad Edition. Okay. Okay. I've never, I've never actually played Saints Row. I've watched my brother play it, and it looked really funny. Saints Row <laughs> is just the super zany, arcadey version of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like really wacky. It's kind of just totally known for that. For those of you that have never played it, um, and here we have the Wad Wad Edition, limit of one, a one million dollar price tag. What the for fuck? this edition? Oh no. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's <a> <laughs> which include? Which includes... Wait, hold up. Before we get into it, Mickey, was the MK11 edition hot or not? Oh, there you go. Uh, it depends. How much of a price... What was the price of it compared to the original game? Ooh, I don't have that. Ooh. I don't have that. Let me let me find that for you real quick. Mickey, it was at the time of release... Oh, what the... There's no way. I, I just... I see on Amazon that it's $800. Can someone... Can someone look for the price? <laughs> oh <my laughs> God, okay. If it's $800, that's a not, I assume. Okay. I think it was we, for 500. Jeez. Okay. That could be. It's hard to. Let's go with the 500 price tag. Hot Mickey, how you feel about a $500 price five, tag for something? Five, like that? 500 with just skins and early access? That's stupid. Okay. 300. 300. No, that's, that's still stupid. That, that's still stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, that's great, so great. much of an overcharge. I, no, I think I think so too. I think so too. Um, all right. To the, to the Wad Wad edition. All right. Uh, we got a lot of things here. We got a week for. A week stay for two at the Jefferson Hotel in Washington, D.C. A seven-night stay at the Top Royal Suite in the Burj Al Arab in Dubai. 
you have a visit with the uh, developer. You have a adrenaline-filled spy training day, including a hostage hostage rescue simulation experience, a Virgin Galactic space flight as well, a personal shopper and plastic surgery on top of all of this, <laughs> a Lamborghini, and a Toyota Prius C. I didn't realize the space flight was through Virgin Galactic, which I just got to say, I have lost so much money. Okay, Matt's not a fan anymore. Several, a lot of, lot of monies on calls that I should not have bought. Let's just leave that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, That's beside we'll, the uh, point. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, so, oh, wow. you know, this is just clearly a headline grab type of thing. You know, we're talking about it now. It's ridiculous. It's probably the most ridiculous collector's edition or deluxe edition of anything like ever. Um, it comes with some in-game stuff. It comes with a dubstep gun in the actual game, which is like, I think, a gun that just makes people dance or something like that. Um, just insanity. And uh, what? How, how are we feeling about this one? Matt, you want to you go first? <laughs> Conceptually, I actually love it. The fact that the developer has just the balls to do something like this and to even put it out there. Like, because you know, I mean, there's only one, but you know, there was a chance of the one person that bought it. That could have been some jackass kid that grabbed his mom's credit card and thought it was a joke. (laughs) There was the chance of that. So, conceptually, I love it for that reason because it's funny as fuck and it's clearly a meme, hence why they limited it to one. But as far as the value of everything in there, it is definitely not a million dollars worth. It's a lot of stuff for sure, but it's not. I think it comes out to closer to like 500 or 600,000 for retail. So they're literally marking it up almost 100%. So pretty problematic in that regard. However, I actually really appreciate the fact that it exists. It exists at all. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's sort of my take on it. I, I, Mickey, I'm think? actually on the like the same exact boat. Like I, I was going to like say like I really loved it and I wasn't sure on the prices. Like I thought it was actually close to like breaking even. I I I would have to look more into how much each of the things were actually worth at the time. Uh, but if it like actually came close to pretty even and I had the money to do this, I would Fuck, I would spoil just that, That's an incredible experience <laughs> with all that stuff. Yeah, but you could also buy it all individually for like four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars. Four, four or five. Yeah, it's it's marked up about double but what it should you be. Don't, you don't. There's no other way to get the convenience of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they book it all for you. No, yeah. yeah. Some no. Some guy, some rich guy, just bought this and had a great yeah. had a great few months. Exactly. That's, that's, that's all this is. Great. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> No, no regular person like took out a loan to do this or, you know, I mean, like it's not even just a rich person did this. An ultra rich person did this. Like probably Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Like Musk would do this. You know what I mean? It's like, like I can just imagine the tweet, (laughs) but the click or what is it? But the wide wide edition. edition. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) And then gets the pictures and goes on a space flight, which he already can do anyway. But uh, yeah, uh, pretty ridiculous edition there. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back a little bit to uh, to something, and uh, I'm gonna go back to 2009 to an edition of a game that I think some of us will remember pretty fondly as a headline when it first came out. Uh, 2009 Modern Warfare 2 Prestige Edition, which came with night vision goggles, 
art book, uh, a code for the game, uh, for the original Call of Duty game, uh, as well as an interesting, uh, you know, packaging of uh, steel case for the game. Uh, I remember when this came out, it was like a big deal. People were like, are those night vision real? goggles, man, night vision goggles, yeah. you know? And it was like, that was a huge price tag, $149 upon release of this game. I had a lot of friends uh, that got it. <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah. So I, w I wanted to hear, I, I don't work. know anyone that got it. Can you, yeah. What happened? What happened with that edition? <laughs> they just ran around like idiots at school with night vision goggles and like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, Mickey, you know Blake Shishido, right? I do not know Blake Shishido. Oh, I shouldn't. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Blake Shishido. Sorry, Blake Shishido. He bought it and he loved his night vision goggles. Sorry, Blake. I don't, I don't know why I dropped your last name there, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, yeah. I had a few friends that bought it. They loved it. And I mean, it was just like, I don't know. Like, what else you can do with, when you have some spare cash when you're 12 or 13 years old? Yeah. So for me, my just my perspective on this is like I definitely in 2009 did not have the ability to afford this. And, you know, Call of Duty, high school kids playing it all day. Height like Modern Warfare 2 was definitely a height of Modern Warfare for our Call of Duty in general for me and my group of friends. And I just remember thinking like, man, who the hell is buying a hundred and fifty dollar like thing? Like who could afford that at this age kind of thing. And you know, like people bought it. I know it wasn't really meant for my demo. It was probably more like people in college, young adults that were playing it, but um, kind of like interesting to see back in 2009 that this was like probably one of the early examples of like a big premium item included in a deluxe edition. Um, now, and we'll, we'll get to it very soon here. It was like the first one like, that really made like waves that, oh, this is a collector's edition. You know, this is a, this is going above and beyond as a gamer. Yeah, it's not just like a cool in-game item, mm -hmm. like an art book. It's like, whoa, there's this cool object now that's in it that's like they they now can up the price to above $100 for like yeah. these deluxe editions. And we're going to talk about the Hogwarts Legacy stuff that's coming up pretty soon here. But yeah, Hot Mickey, just wanted to hear your thoughts. Prestige Edition, would you buy it? Did you buy it? Hot or not? Uh, I actually, when you first uh, brought this up to me uh, before we started recording, I was like, I do, I don't remember this at all. But then, like as you were explaining it the second time, I was like, wait, this is ringing some bells. I think I do remember seeing this, and I did get really big into Modern Warfare Two, but like I wasn't like that much into like I'm not gonna buy extra money just for these night vision goggles that aren't really gonna do anything for me, <laughs> and I'm 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 not that big of a collector. Uh, myself like I don't go try to like get every single things like I, I will be like a completionist in games whenever I try to play them but I I don't like having a bunch of random shit around my house <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah I mean I think I think I'm kind of in the middle I, I do appreciate the occasional like cool collectible thing like an art book or something like that I do have um like I do have some like what you might consider to be like collectible edition type stuff like I have a um I have like a Radiohead uh, Moonshape Pool collectible album. Um, I know it's not a video game, but it did come with like a lyric book, um, you know, the album on vinyl, um, a piece of like original tape, supposedly from like the recording of the album. Um, and it was like it was like a hundred bucks or something like that. And I, Radiohead's one of my favorite bands. So there's there's like a part of me that really does like some of that stuff. And Matt, I know you're not really a collector. Like you don't really have any collectibles at all, huh? Uh, I have this cool owl thing I got from Prague. <laughs> all right <laughs> just showed just everybody for you know we don't have the video on but matt just showed us a cool owl thing from throw a, throw a picture in the discord when this drops yeah. speaking of which actually if 
you haven't already, everyone, um, come join the Discord. You can find the link to it in the link tree in any of our social media handles, which is at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts, then S at the end. Uh, you can find us at that handle on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As well, you can also shoot us an email. Thanks for letting pod at gmail.com. I will personally send you back a link to our Discord as well. You can also find uh, a link to it on our website, thanks for playing.live, where you can also find a really just great picture of Lucas and I, and right. as well as just an archive of all of our episodes. That's right. Um, okay, now I want to move on to um, a couple couple more things here. Um, one, this, this Sonic origins collector's oh edition God. ridiculousness so so this is i'd say i i can't really find a positive here um but matt you might you might be able to find one since you're such a positive guy but uh <laughs> one thing that was on a pretty big negative news cycle back in april was the deluxe edition of sonic origins which had come out and um i don't know too much about this game in particular i just know about the negativity behind the um actual deluxe edition that was released um, where, you know, certain things about the game were literally locked behind pre-orders and like, di like digital deluxe editions and things like that, including character animations in the main menu, camera controls over the main menu islands, um, letterbox backgrounds, hard missions, um, even like a mirror mode you can only unlock with, um, you know, a digital deluxe edition pre-order. Um, and even this one, character animations during music islands. I'm not quite sure what that is, but have to imagine sort of like aesthetic, um, certain things that just kind of make the game feel nicer, look nicer, um, maybe not essential to the real like core gameplay elements of it. But um, Hot Mickey, I know you had you had some comments here because you knew, actually knew a little bit about this one. Uh, God, th this whole package that, uh, that they released for all the like, it's like five different packages they have and like it's not even like you buy uh, if you buy like the 13 you get everything before it's like has different sets of things that you have it's like why isn't it just like escalating like all like most <laughs> tiered <laughs> deluxe edition things for one and then two like they're just like restricting game access that like should have been in the game in the first place. Like, no, you got to pay a little more if you want this part. And you want to pay more if you want this part. Like, just to have some music, you got to pay a little more. Like, what the hell? <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty bad right there. I think it's just like, I mean, the the headline from Games Radar is Sonic Origins is releasing this June, but some of its features are locked behind paid DLC. Um, it's just not a good look, you know? And uh, I mean, you're trying to, as as like Sonic the franchise goes, like you're always trying to like acquire, you're not trying to be on a negative news cycle if you're releasing a Sonic game, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you're trying to just always acquire, like keep the old fans kind of coming back and acquire new fans through like, you know, just good games and good pricing and stuff like that. But you have to pay $50 for the digital deluxe edition. And it's, it's you're not getting collectibles. You're not getting any of the interesting things that we're talking about. You're, you know, it's only, it's 50 bucks. So it's less than the price of a standard AAA, but it's like literally they built a game and then just locked stuff behind uh, price tags. So very, very weird. Yeah, pretty whack uh, all around, especially locking just like, just set locking things behind price pricing in the game. So it wasn't unlockable once you buy the game. You, you had to buy the deluxe edition. Am I understanding that correctly? I, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, that's not healthy. Um, not a healthy <laughs> diet for anyone that's going to cause some GI issues. I will say the price for the deluxe edition versus the main game 
The standard edition on release was nothing egregious. The game on release standard was $39.99, and then the deluxe edition was $49.99. So it's a $10 difference. And then the current prices, actually, if you go through the Nintendo eStore, um, is only the deluxe edition is $31.49, very specific. Or the digital standard edition is $27.99, so even like not even a $4 difference there. That said, though, I think for the target demographic, you know, well, actually, this it's Sonic or it's a collection of Sonic games. It is was, that right? Yeah, it was like classic Sonic stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you mean you'd have newer and, you know, n- older fans playing this, which obviously I don't think they'd mind the $10 price tag as much. But like, I don't know if you're just a young kid, maybe like you're 10 years old, you just saw the new Sonic movies that came out and you're falling in love with this, you know, incredible Sega character all over again, just to be scourged by our Nintendo overlords that have basically taken over Sega for all intents and purposes. I would, <laughs> I'd be a little upset having to pay an extra 10 bucks. I mean, fuck when you're a kid, man, when you're a kid, you have a hard budget for games. You know, it's like, you I do. got a little bit of birthday money. I got a little bit of Christmas money. And then that was good for like two or three games throughout the year. Maybe, you know, so like you're running pretty tight those younger years. So I, yeah. I, for that reason, I'm not a fan of this one in particular. It's just, it's just a weird, like, like why, why do it that way at all? You know, just yeah. like make the game, make its price tag, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever it is. And just include all the content in it. You know, it's weird that we're getting to this point of like tiered quality of content that's like basically disguised as deluxe editions and collector's editions and things like that. Um, I, f- I find this to be a, a pretty problematic way of, of operating, you know, and uh, just, just so everybody knows this d- did include Sonic one, two, three, uh, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic CD. So it was, you know, it was a collection of games. It was, it was a, a good package and everything like that, but just a very confusing rollout there. I'm not sure anybody. Would I would have rather them just, yeah, release the whole game just for forty nine ninety nine, not even have like a standard or deluxe edition. Because too, if you're a kid asking for this for like a holiday or something on your birthday and your parents are on a budget, they're going to just inherently go for the cheaper edition. That's not, I'm not talking down to that. That's just, that makes sense. It's just right? what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just yeah. what's going to happen. just don't understand that stuff is the thing. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of kids that probably missed out on the full game because of that, which is pretty yeah, whack. But for sure, Mickey, for sure. can we get the official hot or not? Uh, it, can, can I go even lower than not? <laughs> Just a hell no. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, brother. <laughs> hell yeah. All right. Well, that's a good, that's a good thought right there. Um, okay. Last one here I want to talk about actually very current, uh, coming out very soon here. Hogwarts legacy collector's edition. Okay, the Hogwarts Legacy Hogwarts Legacy Collector's Edition has actually been um, officially sold out and is now being scalped online on eBay for oh, double the this price. Game even out yet? That it was bought for. No, they're they're scalping the pre-order for when it ships. They're going to confirm oh the shipment God. to the other person. You could look on eBay. Uh, pretty ridiculous. Now I want to go over what is in the Hogwarts uh, Collector's Edition. Uh, it is the deluxe edition of the game and the content, a onyx hippogriff in the game, a life-size floating ancient magic wand with a book, ca- book base. That's a real floating wand using like electromagnets that you can keep on your desk. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. It's literally going to be like a floating wand over sick. a book, which is actually kind of cool. Um, a steel case for the that? game, like magnets, magnets or something. So you just do like yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Bro, I kind of, I fuck, I kind of want it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, a a uh, Kelpie robe, which is cosmetic DLC, and then of course it comes with um, a couple of PlayStation pre-order exclusives if you're ordering on PlayStation, which is the Liquid Luck uh, Felix Felici's potion recipe and the Haunted Hogsmeade Shop quest, which is an exclusive PlayStation quest that recently. There's got actually so Hogwarts much Legacy. PlayStation only it, stuff, and it, it know, is worth is. acknowledging actually that the Onyx Hippogriff the Felix Felicis and the Haunted Hogsmeade Shop Quest are all available in the standard edition if you do pre-order. So it is worth acknowledging yeah. that those aren't exclusive to collectors the, yeah. or even deluxe for that matter. The, the main thing for the collector's edition is really the life-size floating ancient magic wand um, and the steel case packaging for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's three different editions, your standard, deluxe, and collector's edition, and then your pre-orders for the game. So for those of you that are looking to get the game around February when it comes out, February 10th, 2023 is the official release date now. Um, pre-order as soon as you can because already the delec- the collector's edition is already gone. Um, it's a $300 price tag standard for the collector's edition and now has been getting scalped up to $600 on eBay. Um, oh, and just as a caveat, because we've been talking about it, a 72-hour early access period is available for those that pre-order. Um, and, and that includes people that are pre-ordering the collector's edition. So um, this, this I'd say, this deluxe edition really like covers a lot of what we're talking about. Early access to content three days before it's actually released. Um, you know, a premium collectible that it comes with. Um, but there is also this other layer of kind of PlayStation-only exclusive content uh, for, you know, obviously people that only have PlayStation. So I, I find this to be, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on both sides of it. I do think there's a few problems with it. But Matt, what, what do you think? Well, first off, um, I really want the, I, I, I want it. <laughs> you want it. You just want it. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to pay. How much was it for the collectors? 300. The retail? It's 300. I don't want to pay that and I won't because on principle, but I do want it if that makes sense. No, I, um, I'm with you there. Like if I happen to come across a magical floating wand on a book, I'm going to take it is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Um, I, I think the big takeaway here is not so much the, the wand and the, like the steel case and all the stuff that's in the collector's edition. I think the big thing to focus on is the, actually the deluxe edition. Cause that's where you start getting these 72 hours early access to the game. And I already voiced my opinion on this a bit earlier I don't mind that. I, I, I don't find it problematic in single player games. In single player games, and ultimately, it it sucks if you're behind a paywall. Like if anything's behind a paywall, obviously. But I don't think it's problematic that someone can play a single player game three days before someone else, as long as there's no heavy spoilers that are like really pushed out online, which I mean, that'll be on day. I one mean, there will, be. there will be, there will yeah. be, yeah. Like, that'd be day one that. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember kingdom hearts three when that game came out. I, um, some copies shipped early on accident, like a week early. So every, so many spoilers online. I had to literally on YouTube and Twitter just mute, mute so many words. So I didn't get, spoiled. <laughs> but now I don't mind it. Um, I, I, I think the, because it's only three days, too. I mean, people can get the game early, even if they don't get the Deluxe Edition three days of their own ways if they're creative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that actually, I think they're pretty generous with what they give for the uh, standard edition, as long as you pre-order. I think the Onyx Hippogriff Mountain is cool. I think whatever the Felix Felicis is probably like a cocktail or soda recipe is pretty cool. 
the extra quest is cool. Um, and yeah, really all you're getting in the deluxe edition is just a different case and a <laughs> dark arts pack, which consists of some cosmetic stuff in game as well as a, um, Thestral mount, which I believe are the mounts that you can only see if you in, have in the Harry Potter lore, if you've seen death. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I'm okay with this one overall. Um, I don't think I'll get the deluxe edition because I can, I'm fine waiting. Oh, I don't know. I kind of want it though. Cause it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to pay $600 for it on eBay. No, so. right? deluxe, well, no, deluxe, deluxe edition is not sold out. Oh, oh sorry. The yeah, collector's yeah, edition. The mid tier one. Deluxe edition yeah. is yeah, just uh, digital, right? Yeah, uh, just di- digital assets in the game and like the yeah. Felix thing. So like be- that that, that has like infinite. Luck. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. But th- yeah, there's no there's no limit on that one. But obviously, they only made a certain number of what, ancient magic wands that are What's the difference between standard and deluxe? Uh, there's it's, a dark. It's like cosmetic stuff. Uh, no, cosmetic no, 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 and no, no, seventy two hours early price. access. Uh, I believe it's only ten dollars actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not only ten dollars. Oh, yeah, that that's well, that one's worth it. That's probably the one that, to go that, for. Yeah. Granted, yeah. That's granted, you're already paying seventy bucks for this game, so because yeah. that's just kind of the new standard for games instead of the six that we've been used to for a while. Yeah. But I mean, a ten dollar difference for you know is not that bad. I mean, really, how do you value your time, right? You know, no, and then you uh, get exclusive cosmetic stuff like that. That's fine. Like for just ten bucks, yeah. just for the com- cosmetic stuff alone, I think the ten bucks is worth it. Yeah, yeah. No, see, so my my thought on this whole thing is, you know, I, I think it's multi-layered. I, like, when it comes to, like, pre-ordering games, I'm generally against pre-ordering games in general just because, like, we truly don't know if this game is going to be a good game, oh, yeah. right? And, like, I mean, we, we've kind of, like, the gaming community as a whole is, like, kind of, like, Weary of should be weary of pre-orders at this point. I mean, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk was pre-ordered. Cyberpunk was the yeah, it's like the biggest. Pre- it's just a perfect example. Yeah, it's just like games get pre-ordered. The studio, you know, gets a ton of money, um, just like a big influx of cash upon pre-ordering. And the, we don't know if the game is good. It's purely hype. Um, we're only seeing what they want us to see, and then we're we get screwed, right? So what this is is a. I mean. With if you pre-order, you get like all the stuff that we're talking about, and it's an incentive for them to pre-order and get an influx of cash right now. So it's sort of like we're in this weird like arms race where it's like, okay, here's what you get if you pre-order the game. Or you get the pre-order the game, okay, with with nothing. This is what it used to be. You just pre-order the game and you get it the day of the release. Then the game sucks. So now you don't pre-order again. But now they're creating all these unique pre-order incentives, like early access to the game. Um, you know, cosmetics or whatever you're going to get. And it's just to entice us on a game that does, we don't know if it's good. So it's just, I'm in that zone on principle where I'm like, I need this game to actually prove itself before I want to spend my money on it. Um, like think about anything else. Like, would you, I don't know. It's, it's, no, it's I, strange to pre-buy. Pre- it's strange to pre-buy something. Pre- pre-ordering stuff is whack. It's just, I guess, this is the best it's way to say it. A but. bit more whack too, especially if you're getting digital. Just because, I mean, for example, back in the day, I pre-ordered a hard copy of Modern Warfare Two because I knew my GameStop would run out. Brawl, <laughs> Brawl, Brawl, yeah. Brawl was the very first game or I Brawl. pre-ordered. Yeah, me, me I too. I'm yeah. going to Toys R Us to redeem my pre-order. That was great. Because there was yeah. only so many. There was mm-hmm. only so many copies of the game physically. But it's weird thinking like pre-ordered a, a digital edition. Like, what's the cutoff there? They don't have to ship me anything. Yeah. Like, it's literally yeah. just a, an incentive for me to spend money 
on to the commit game early. Bef- to commit early. Yeah, it's committing early. It's like a invest early kind of a pyramid scheme kind of thing. You know, so buyer beware. This is an unproven game. It's we all hope that it's going to be really, really great. We'll probably play this game and review it next year. Um, but I, it's just it's an interesting kind of zone that we're in where it's not just the collectible, but it's the ideas behind uh, pre-ordering on principle that I'm against. I'm probably going to pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. That's to, all that to say. monkey on this. All that to well, say. Well, I want the, I want the potion. I'll probably be online. I don't know. Yeah. What do you, you're going to buy a, like a cocktail recipe basically that you could just look up once it comes yeah, out. I was like, no point. <laughs> in I, but then this I, because I don't, but then I get the Onyx hippogriff too. And I already know what I'm going to name. It. <laughs> oh, like geez. if I, they got if you. I pre-ordered it, uh, all I get would be the Onyx hippogriff because I don't have a PlayStation. Oh, I guess the dark guards pack too. Yeah, and that's Honestly, like a whole yeah. other conversation. That's a that's something we can get into a little bit later. Probably a whole other episode there, because like me and Matt have PlayStations, so like a lot of us, like we're incentivized to actually want to get like this deluxe edition and stuff, because we get we get all these pre- PlayStation pre order exclusives to go. Along well, it even with it. just comes with the standard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, PlayStation people are incentivized to pre-order. much more incentivized. Yeah. You know, ah, oh, yeah. Wow, you don't I, even need to get the deluxe then if you get the if yeah. The, so all the, all you get with the deluxe is the early access, the dark arts pack. That is so weird because uh, just the way they have it phrased on this. <laughs> and if you thing. and if you pre-order the deluxe and you're an Xbox player or PC for that matter. You don't even get the Felix Places or the extra quest. You just get the dark arts and the early access and the. It's so yeah. This is just so feels so icky to just like. Sorry guys, you don't get that. Like you bought the wrong console. Sorry. Wow, the the way they have it on listed on their website. Common though is I actually really hate this because for the collector's edition it says like deluxe edition game and content included, so. It pisses me off that Deluxe Edition d- doesn't say b- base game and content included like it did for the Collector's Edition. So, like, the way it shows all what's added, like, if we just glance at it, it looks like, oh, you're getting everything on the left plus everything in the middle, too, when they're just repeating what was in the base if you pre-ordered it. Right. I will say as well, though, it's not new where there's only, there's you know, there's version-exclusive content or there's version... You know, you get this earlier. I know for many years with um, Call of Duty, Xbox would get DLC earlier than PlayStation, for example. You also just look Mm -hmm. at the Pokemon games. Each version always has like version exclusive Pokemon that you have to trade with other people from the other game to get it. That's not pre-order. Oh, no, no, that's not pre-order. Oh, you just said version exclusive pricing. Yeah. There's also not paywalls behind that scenario with Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't think it's as problematic there, but yeah, I mean, kind of a cousin sort of a problem there. But yeah, anyway, um, great, great conversation, guys. I mean, I, I think there's wait, just wait, so much. We to need unpack. the official Mickey Hot or Not. Oh, Mickey Hot or Not on the collector's edition, the $300 retail of Hogwarts Legacy. I'm actually yes on this. Right. I, I think okay. uh, it's only because it's using an IP as big as Harry Potter and how massive it is, because like, you already saw, like, at three, like at three hundred, like scalpers already getting that, and it's getting sold out immediately. Like that happens with two hundred, regardless. And mm-hmm. they try to f- fulfill the supply and demand of it. So, like, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna knock this one on the three hundred price as much as like. I want other that ones. wand. It, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's it's it ain't bad, you know. It ain't bad. Um, 
All right. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad we went through this conversation. I think not all deluxe editions or, you know, uh, collector's editions, all that Almost stuff. Almost any is, other IP is, is probably cool. now. Yeah. 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 I, I'd agree there. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not all, they're not all built the same. You know, these, these editions that we went through all include like such a wide variety of stuff. And like I said, you know, it stems from the need of the video game industry to recoup losses at the standard $60 price tag. And now it's increasing to $70. So we may see less, you know, weird kind of pricing models with deluxe editions as with Sonic. Um, I doubt and it. I think, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The, I, gaming companies, I, I, we're just, it's in such a bad position right now. And like gamers are terrible consumers that they'll just buy anything that any of these like Nintendo, Blizzard, Sony, any, whatever they feed the gamers, they're going to eat because they're just loyal dogs. And they'll, I agree. Damn, uh, dang, Damn. that's hot. That's a hot take. I, I think or not even a hot take. I mean, you're just you're just being real. I mean, I, I agree. I think that we've we've like learned some lessons over time, but like gamers do continue to make the same mistakes of like pre-ordering and everything. And I mean everything just either becomes a see I told you so or a not this time sort of idea. Like if Hogwarts Legacy, all these pre-orders come through, they get a lot of cash, the game comes out, it's a 10 out of 10, then bam, everybody wins. And we did a great job with our purchasing and stuff. But if it turns out to be a bad game, then it's gonna be another lesson that we're gonna ignore of like not to pre-order something, um, especially not pre-order like some insanely priced version of something. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't wanna, you know, knock anybody for spending their money how they wanna spend it. I mean, if you wanna buy that Dragonflight Deluxe Edition for 130 bucks, I have friends, I may do it. I you know I have friends that'll do it for sure. Um, then go for it. You know, the Wad Wad edition of Saints Row 4, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a side eye on that one just because it's like economically really not efficient. Um, but you know, there's a million things in between. You wouldn't even touch on like certain, like the prestige editions kind of in that middle ground there, the Starcraft Wings of Liberty thing that Mickey had mentioned earlier, sort of like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's, it's, it's an interesting space to play in for developers right now. Um, a lot of cool and interesting, like collectible high quality media is there. Um, sometimes it's not high quality collectible media, but that's, uh, that's up to the buyer to decide. Yes. Love it. All righty. I think that uh, just about wraps us up on this one, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Hot of Mickey. Course. Appreciate all your insight. Had a yeah. great time. Hot, Hot Mickey, if the people want to find you online, where can they find you? Uh, I'm primarily in the Discord, so hop in the Discord if you want to chat with me. Or I'm also on Twitter at teals underscore BCB. All right, All right, love it. Awesome. And uh, if you want to hang out with your good buddy Matt, you can find me on Twitter at Good Idea Matthew, where the the soccer tweets are going to be ramping up, folks. World Cup is coming in hot here in a couple months, and I am quite quite excited. I'm awesome. actually going to try to yeah, watch you... more games this year or this. Uh, it's going to be great. Right. December, right? Yeah. Uh, starts late November into December. Okay, mm-hmm. it's going to be a good. It'll be a good like kind of. De- it's been like a fun four weeks. Yeah, it'll be a fun yeah. four weeks. I'm definitely the end of the down year. to go to the bar with you, Matt, to watch them. Ooh. Hell yeah, brother! Um, yeah, we, hey, we have to go person, at like huh? 10 a.m. because they're <laughs> the Qatar. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Qatar, <laughs> dude. Dang. The U.S. is playing a friendly against Japan on Friday, and they're playing in. They're hosting it in Europe for some reason, and it's at fucking the weirdest time. It's at 5:20. Not this isn't like me exaggerating. It's listed to start at five twenty six a.m. Pacific time. 
So I'm really contemplating. Do I just like say fuck it to my sleep and wake up earlier? Do I just watch it first thing when I wake up and avoid spoilers <laughs> or stay off Twitter TBD? I might just honestly send it and wake up stupid early, get like some coffee, some, um, what's the, I the, the liqueur. I, I actually, the, oh, uh, Bailey's, Bailey's I some yeah. coffee and Bailey's and just wake up. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love it. Love Please report back early. I, 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 you know what? I agree with that. It's fun that. if I can get a good sleep, yes. but I'm not known for falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, well, cool. Um, oh, well, I guess that covers it. We got the promo out of the it. way. Awesome. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. And everyone, this has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby Bop. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 